to each and every one of you today this is tnt sports podcast episode number 36 now that was new orleans on shamar allen with the new the new saints anthem sean payton which had the city on a thousand but today 
Uh, we're going to talk to Saints football. Talk Saints football after a hard loss against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. They could have positioned them guys to, on the Saints to play in the NFC Championship, then the Super Bowl. So today I have a fellow Saints fan, Quentin Quentin Benneby, uh with me today today to discuss the Saints season from the beginning to now. So Quinn, can you tell the tell my listeners who they introduction about yourself? All right, what's going on? What's going on? Um, big supporter of TNT Sports, first of all. But like you said earlier, I've been a lifelong Saints fan. I'm 30 years old, and I've been a Saints fan for the past 23 years since I was seven. Uh, I've been rocking with the Who That Nation since '94. Like, that was pretty much all I can say. True fan, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. so quit bringing that New Orleans flavor to it. Uh, we both went to Alabama State together as well. Um, and big shout out to Chad, man, for uh, introducing us. But, um, yeah, definitely shout yeah, out to Chad. Chad, Chad. That's, that's my dude. I've been knowing Chad for like probably as long as I've been the Saints fan. Um, I, I went to middle school with Chad, to um, high school and college. And like, we met because we played the band together. So, we was in the band together from, from middle school all the way through college. So, like, that's been my dog for, like, down there 20 years. Yeah, big shout out to Chad, man. Chad Jenkins, one of the coolest cues I know. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get into it, man. So, first two games of the season, we lost. Uh, how did you – how do you have – you had any idea that we were going to make it to be the NFC South champions just after two games we lost at first? I did, honestly, no, because I'll I, I be, be real frank. Going into the season, like, I didn't really have high expectations, like, based on how our defense was the past two years and, you know, it had to be treated the way Brandon Cooks. Like, I, I really just didn't have, like, high hopes. Like, I didn't think we were going to bottom out and be, like, 4-16 or, like, 1-15 or like that. But, like, going into the season, I definitely saw, like, another 79 or 6 and 10 season, like, in, in our future. So, like, when we lost those first two games, yeah. like, I, I kind of, like, in my mind, I, I kind of expected that. Yeah. Especially, especially after the second loss. Like, after after New England lost their first game on Thursday night to the Chiefs, yeah. like, I was like, man, I don't have no doubt in my mind they're going to come to New Orleans next week and, like, and, like give it to us. Yeah. So, like, I, so, like, yeah, like, I fully expected to, like, go on two. And I didn't see, like, the division championship in our future. I feel positive about it. I mean, people was talking trash, man. When they like, first lost two games, the first two games they lost, and I was like, man, I feel good about this team, man, because Marshawn Lattimore and all those guys. Uh, I felt pretty positive about it, and they went through well, man. So I ain't mad at them at all, not really. Oh, definitely not, definitely not. It was a, to me, it, it was a pleasant surprise, like to see them pull off. Well, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but to see them go on that winning streak after those first two games, yeah, it was. It, it caught me off guard. Like, I, I was noticing, like, individual players, like, really showing up to play. Like, you had Marshall and Lattimore, and, like, you you definitely saw, like, uh, I can not describe this. I, I saw uh, a more concerted effort on the defensive end. So, like, I saw those guys playing with a lot more effort, like, individually. And so I was I was pleased at that. But I still didn't have high hopes for the season. But I, I, I did feel like, after those first two games, yeah. I did feel like if we wanted the, the, the following two that 
we, we will be in good position, and I thought we had a good chance to win like the, the next two games. I think after the first two games, we played, uh, I think Carolina was week three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably been week four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I, like I said, they they played. They defense looked great. They were the best defense we had in a long time. In a, in a while, yeah, yeah, it really was. It really I, was. I, probably this year's defense probably was the the best defense we've had since since probably the '09 season. Uh, probably the '09, uh, probably the 2011 season. So that was definitely definitely you know like something like something to be proud of. Yeah, I, I never. I really never worry about the offense too much, man. But defense, if we got them straight, I feel like we're going to be okay, man. And despite we had, right, like, two right. two major injuries with Kenneth Vaccaro being out and uh, Delvin Bros being out as well. So, if we had them still playing, definitely been over it. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And I, I think in the regular season, I think another aspect of our defense that was kind of overlooked by a lot of fans, like, I think – I think what we did at linebacker in the offseason and through the draft, yeah. I think that dramatically changed like the, the shape of our defense. Like I think I think us showing up that like the middle part of the defense, it went a long way in helping us improve. Like we had guys like AG Klein, yep. we had Matt Tio in free agency. Yep. We drafted Alex Alonzi from, from Florida, even though he didn't play that much, but I just think like getting those fresh faces and like those new guys with a new attitude, like a new approach to playing linebacker. In our, in our facility, I think that really helped us out. And I think that's, like, one aspect there. Like, you know, everybody talking about the car rule and um, Marshawn Lattimore and all that. Like, that's, that's all cool. Like, I I, I think they, they play tremendously, but I think the linebackers, like, I think their play was, like, really underrated throughout the season. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. And so, speaking of the winning streak they had, man, what did you think about it when they started on the winning streak? Like, how you felt about it? Oh, oh, man. Like, it, it was it was unbelievable. Because, like I said, going into the season, I I never, I would have never imagined that we would have won eight straight games. So, it was, it was definitely, you know, something to be proud of. Like, it was... It was emotional. It was fun because you had you had some tight games in that in that winning streak. Like you know, we had yeah. the game against the Redskins. Well, it was scary. We down by 15 points, and we came back and won the game in the fourth quarter. You know, we had the game against the Dolphins in London. Where, like we went out there, we shut them out. You had the game against Detroit in the Superdome. Where you know, it's like we got up on them early, and in the fourth quarter, we kind of came back and played <clears> an interesting <throat> game. So. It, it was it was definitely like a kind of a emotional roller coaster at some points, but it it was the highlight of our season if you ask me. Like it was definitely you know something like that, that I enjoyed like watching like week in and week out. Yeah, yeah. Them Washington fans were something serious though, man. I think I had some friends in town, man, and I was downtown. And they was talking mad trash, like we taking we taking over the city and all that, man. I actually got into it, when, not fighting wise, but argument. But I mean, it was crazy, man. I like really. <laughs> Like, but I don't, I don't do all that bragging too much, so I'm just like, man, whatever. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Now I tell you, like during, during that winning streak, I I had a lot of fun on social media, like on Facebook and on Twitter, like like with a lot of my friends from Alabama State, like because you know when you go to college, oh, man. you meet people from all over the country, and like you know you meet fans from like Detroit, you meet people from like Miami, especially Atlanta, yeah, like, you meet people from Houston and all that. So it'd be fun going like kind of back and forth and friendly with them like online, like while the season going on. So, like, if, if, if the Saints, like, beat the, for instance, if they beat, like, the, the Packers or something, like, I'll find somebody from the Midwest, like, yeah, like, we, you know, we, we beat y'all in, like, Detroit, something like that. So, it, it, was, it was definitely fun, but 
you know, I kind of kept it like in check at the same time because like, like me and some of these people, they, they really like we really friends. Like outside of just being football fans. Yeah, I mean, some people I don't even know. It was in my DM. After the game last night, so that was, it was crazy, man. I was like, man, who are you? <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right, right, right. Like on, on my, on my, on my, um, on my Facebook and on my Twitter. Like after the game, like I had like random Minnesota fans, like, like ah, we beat y'all, and I'm like, man, like, do I even know you? Like, yeah. Who are you? Like what? Like what you popped up from? Yeah. Like, People tagging me and stuff, man. I'm like what? And, and these Dallas Cowboys fans, I'm like, bro. <laughs> But I, I tell you what, though, like I had, I had some Atlanta Falcons fans. Like some of them I knew, like like I said from college. Like they, they kind of like got so many revenge because you know I spent all season chosen them like with the twenty three jokes all yeah. year after they lost the Super Bowl. Me so too. They kind of had fun like with the way we lost last night. So they was kind of like having a little fun with it. Like I wasn't really feeling it, but I had to still be a good sport about it because I, I spent like the, the better part. Of like seven to eight months short of them, so yeah. I, I feel like if I if I could give it, I had to receive it too. So there was man, but my thing is I, we came back from seventeen zero. <laughs> y'all were right, right, y'all right, in the Super right. Bowl twenty eight to three and got came back. And you can't do that with Tom Brady. That's like common sense. So I mean, you, you can't you can't give him life. You you can't give Tom Brady life. Like when I in the third quarter when he um he. When New England was coming back, but Atlanta was still up like twenty-eight to twenty, and when he didn't score that next drive, I was like, "Man, New England gonna win this game!" Like, I'm like, "I ain't got no doubt in my mind they gonna win." Yeah. And sure enough, like you said, you can't give Tom Brady that kind of time or like that kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, like time of <laughs> the goat, <laughs> like, any kind of semblance that he could like come back and beat you because he gonna he, he gonna take it, he, he gonna go out there and take it from you. And yeah. He did. And I tell people you can be up 100 to zero against Tom Brady. You can't never get lax to the buzzer go off. No, you really can't because like Tom Brady, he like besides him being a great quarterback, like one of the best quarterbacks of all time, he really like one of the greatest competitors. Like like his competitive drive is like really something I've never seen in my life. Like from a former football player, yeah. especially a quarterback, like like that the level of intensity he plays with and like how he talks to his teammates and stuff like that. Like he. Like that dude really a winner, like, and I respect him about him. Like a lot of people don't like Tom Brady, and you know, I, I, I just respect like I respect his competitiveness. Like, I just say that about Tom Brady. He one of them guys. About Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm about to get in Drew Brees later, but yeah, Drew Brees and. Guys like Tom Brady and even Peyton Manning, man, they like coaches as well as players. Like they'll take the coaches really can just chill, <laughs> really. Yeah, they really could. They really could. So it's they, like those guys. They, I would say like those three guys are really like in, they're like a home field extension of, of the coaching staff. So I, I always find like team like veteran teams like the Saints or the Patriots or when when Peyton Manning was playing the Broncos or the, or the Colts like. I felt like those three teams like always had an advantage against other teams, and you know, like the Patriots and the and the Colts, they played damn near every year when when Tom Brady and and, and Peyton Manning was like on those two. Well, Tom Brady still played for the Patriots, but when when Peyton Manning played for the Colts, like them and the Patriots played pretty much every year. Like if, if you notice, like every single every single time they played, it was like a, a real close game that went down to the wire. And the same goes for the Saints. Like, whenever the Saints kind of messed up with the Patriots, it, it was pretty much a good game every time they played. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was like two times we played them, and we blew them out, but for the most part, 
they were like always close games. Like, like be- before this season, the last time we played them dudes like in 2013, like they beat us at the, at the end of the game, like because Tom Brady had the ball last. Yeah. And he threw that touchdown. To, uh, I think Kim Brown Tompkins over over um, over Keenan Lewis. I think, but yeah, I don't want to go back too far in the past. Yeah, and yeah, big shout to Keenan Lewis too. I kind of wish we had him last night too. Uh, yeah, we could have used him. We, we, we could definitely use Keenan last night. Yeah. I tell you that. Yeah, man, and definitely in the quarterback uh, loop, man. I definitely want to throw Archie Manning from back in the day, and uh, he was a game game changer too. Oh yeah, that's like one of the to to me. That's like one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history that, that never won nothing. And I think the I think the sole reason that Archie Manning is not in the NFL Hall of Fame is because he played on all those bad Saints teams like back in the back in the early seventies. Like I think if if those Saints teams would have won if they would have just made if they just would have made the playoffs and like lost in the first or second round, like I think he would be a lot more um immortalized than and, and on the national football scene, as opposed to as opposed to just down here in New Orleans. But shout out Archie Manning, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in Saint history, besides yeah. Drew Brees. And shout out to him again for you know um, giving for, for, for um, producing Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So yeah. let you know right there, like he knew what he was doing. He learned from the best. Passing man. on to his sons. I ain't gonna lie, he probably he probably was a Lavar Ball of his time, if you think about it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he really was, and like you know, I go back and I watch videos of like, like YouTube videos of like Archie Manning back in the day, and like dude had some game, like he could ball, like he was like a scrambler, he had like a nice little tight spiral, like he he, he really was a bum. So like shout out to him for like you know getting in the same rank of honor, but I would love to see him like get in the NFL Hall of Fame one day, but. I know that probably won't never happen because, like, you know, the Saints wasn't ever good back then, so. Yeah, when they were the Aints. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like the original Bond Paper Bird days back then. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, but uh, yeah, and our rookies, Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. What do you think of these two guys? I say rookie of the year, Kamara offense and Lattimore defense. Oh yeah, me too. I I, I agree hundred percent. I think I think those boys gonna be history. Like it's gonna be the first time that two teammates win the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in the same season. Like you know you had you had Alvin Kamara. I I watched him in college. Like when he was at Tennessee, yeah. and I I knew he was gonna be something special wherever he wherever he landed at. And it just so happened he ended up um, you know, being drafted by the Saints. And fortunately for him, he landed. Like I said, besides him, besides him being the Saints fan, I just feel like him coming to our team was like an ideal situation because a, a, a coach like Sean Payton like really knows how to utilize his special skill set. Like he's not gonna just put him in the box and be like, you know, you you appear running back. Running between the tackles, like he's not gonna sit. You know what? You you like a, a slot receiver, and he's gonna line you up outside. Like he gonna Sean Pick gonna find a way to get players like Kevin Brown, like any way he could, and like like put him in the right situation. So I feel like you know him coming to the Saints was like like the best possible scenario for him. And when more Sean Lattimore, I kind of feel the same way. Like if you notice, like. Throughout the years, a lot of players that came to the Saints from, from Ohio State, like they, they really prospered, and Marshawn Lattimore was no different. Like I knew he was gonna be, I knew Lattimore was gonna be good, but I didn't think he was gonna be that good that early. Yeah, and, like he's going into the draft. I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like we should have used our first round pick on a defensive end. Like I wanted, um, I wanted Barnett from Tennessee, but we passed on him. 
and we, and we got Latimer, I was like, man, I hope this works out. Cause I'm like, you know, we can have a, a shutdown corner, but I'm like, if we ain't got a solid pass rush, we gonna be in trouble. But boy, he he proved me wrong. Like he he the real deal. Like I think I think in the next two or three years, I think he, he could legitimately be one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, like a, a, a shutdown type corner. And that's something the Saints really lack, like for the past decade or so. So like he brings that element to our defense, and he like. He proved real early that he's like a shutdown corner, so I like to laugh at him from Cleveland, Ohio. So yeah, yeah, and big shot to him, man. I got a chance to talk to him for a minute one day, man. Um, he could real. It was cool, man. I, I I know actually a lot of them actually, man. But I, I got a chance to talk to him like twice, so we we pretty cool now, man. And um, like I said, Cam Cam Jordan know him as well. Uh, it's a couple guys I know, man. Can we call all them guys, man? But it's cool, man. They they all real humble guys, laid back and chill. So. Right, right, right. I got, I got, I got a friend. Um, people gonna close this one, Canal Street called Live. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Matt Fresh. Like a lot of Saints players go through there. I'm like, you know how that hell. So he like got kind of a relationship, like a lot of those players. Like he talked to Kamal and Adam more, like a lot, a whole bunch of other guys. So, like, and he said the same thing. Like a lot of them do, like down the curtain. Like he just chill. Yeah. So, Can you listen to the beginning of my podcast? Big shout out to Cam Jordan. He he gave me he gave me a shout out on. So you're here at the beginning of the podcast. Oh. Oh wow! Right, definitely. I'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah, man. So I um. I listened to a few your podcasts, you know, um, earlier to, earlier, um, yesterday, so yeah. shout out to your podcast, man. You're doing big things. Yeah, trying to, man. Trying to, man. But def- we got to talk about this guy now. How do you feel about Michael Thomas, a.k.a. Can't Guard Mike, performance this season? And by the way, his uncle is NFL great wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson. I didn't know that till like, yesterday. I say he had yeah, a... He- that, that he was what? Keyshawn Johnson, uh, nephew. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Yes. Man, no wonder he got, the- no wonder he got hands how he do. Yes, he's running the family. Yeah, so he, but, um, he had a great career. He had a great year this year, man. He it's his second year going yeah, third. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he had like over 100 catches. He had what, like 1245 yards receiving, with like I think like five or six touchdowns. But probably should have been more. But you know, I I take the five or whatever. But I, I feel like I feel like Mike Thomas is is arguably one of the best numbers he was in the league. Like he, I think he's the closest thing to a, a, a sure set of hands in the league that. You You got to think, Colson, Colson was number 12, and Mike, he number 13, 12 and 13. 13, yeah, that 12-13 connection. Yeah. It, and, like, another thing I like about Mike Thomas, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, you but good? 
another thing about Mike Thomas I like is, you know, outside, like, off the football field, like, he, genu- he genuinely embraces the, the New Orleans culture. Like, yeah. you see him, like, tweeting on Twitter about, like, no limit, like, you know, no limit cleats and, like, just going out and, like, eating food, like, in order restaurants and stuff like that. So, like, I, I really appreciate that, like, he, he like, is... Most of the world I'm looking for, like he he embraces our New Orleans culture. Yeah. Like, I, I really flew with that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing I do too, man. Like so I'm born and raised in Alabama, but I mean, you can't take me from New Orleans, not nah, man. I love the city so much, and I go back home. People saying you starting to sound like them now and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got like a little New Orleans in your, in your accent, man. Yeah, I can't. I, even, I get a little bit. Yeah, I can't stay. I can't stay um too at home too long. I gotta get back. It's crazy. Yeah, what, what part of Alabama are you from? Troy. Like, I know, I'm, I'm getting interviewed, but I'm asking you questions. Yeah. Like, great, huh? Look, it's, it's, it's Troy, man. A little small town. Ain't that far from Montgomery? Yeah, I know what, I know what Troy, yeah, yeah. Like, 45 minutes from Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. So, uh, man, it's crazy. Like I said, I'm a, it's like I'm a celebrity at home, kind of. But, you know. <laughs> but it is what but it yeah, is. Troy's not, yeah, Troy's not that big of a, of a city, so it's, it's not, you know, like... And that's kind of good. You know, you, you go back home like a celebrity, man. Yeah, it's, it's cool, man. But, um, but anyway, man, we're going to talk about Drew again. Drew Brees played a fantastic football, played fantastic football this year. I say Drew is the GOAT. Now, he had a birthday on Monday, to, uh, yesterday. Yeah, he did. He had his birthday yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah. He, so he turned, he turned 40 years old. He turned yeah. 40 years old. He's still going for over 4,000 yards in the season. Like, that, 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 that's wild. Yeah. Like, I would have never imagined, like, in my wildest dreams that, a quarterback that's 40 years old would still, you know, go to the Pro Bowl and throw for over, for over 4,000 yards. And what's crazy is, you know, Drew Brees still had a fantastic season, but by his standards, some people might say it was a down year because he, he had, what, like 23 touchdowns and like eight interceptions. And, you know, for most quarterbacks with 23 touchdowns, eight interceptions and, and uh, over 4,000 yards, like, they would be more than pleased with that, but by Drew Brees' standards, that's like kind of a, of a down year, like, you know, because we used to seeing Drew Brees throw for like 5,000 yards a year with like 35, 40 touchdowns, but I tell people all the time, you know, one thing about Drew Brees is he, he is getting older, and, you know, like, with the emergence of our running game, like, that, that, that gives him time to, to add more years to his career because he don't have to throw the ball, like, 45 and 50 times a game and, and put up those like ridiculous stats so I kind of like seeing Drew Brees like how he played this year like you know like throwing the ball less but it actually meaning more like when he when he make passes yeah but he had a cr- I kind of I kind of enjoyed that like I I, I I like seeing like our running game like really take yeah. off and you know giving Drew Brees like time to prolong his career yeah that, like, I, I, I really appreciated that yeah that running game serious man yeah man like I like I said earlier, like going into the season, I didn't have high expectations. So, damn it, everything like pretty much everything we accomplished this year, like really like took me by by surprise, and like I was pleasantly surprised by it. But like you said, that running game was like real serious with the with the boom and zoom with Kamara and Mark Ingram. Shout out to Ingram, he had his second straight thousand yard season. So uh, you know that that first round pick seven years ago, looking like it's finally paying dividends. And like I said. I think Drew Brees is appreciative of the running game because, you know, it, it, it gives him more time to, like, you know, it gives him time to pull on his career. Yeah, and big shout-out to the offensive line, too, man. Um, Armstead. Yeah, they, they, they was spectacular this year. With Ryan, Armstead and um, Ryan Ramsey. Andrews Peake. And, yeah, and, man, 
Yeah. Them dudes ball. The Max Unger. Like, I, look, a lot of people don't might not agree, but Max Unger coming to the Saints, like, really helped out offensive line. Because before he came, we was really struggling. But, you know, he came and brought that, that veteran leadership. Like, and he, he's the anchor of the offensive line. So, like, he's right in the middle of the line. So, I, I think him coming, like, really, you know, got some of those younger guys. And, like, he took him under the wing and, like you said, he, he played phenomenal this year, man. Shout out to them, man. Yeah. And dude, they, they kept Grease up. And I think this might have been like the least amount of times Drew Grease been sacked in like three or four years, man. So, yeah, that, that full line was serious, man. Yeah, and one thing that got me, people kept saying that the Drew Brees and Sean Payne era is over when they said, like, last year. I'm like, it ain't over yet, man. People going to have they, they, they losses and stuff like that, but it got to build back up. So I've been to it one over, man. It still ain't over. Man, you probably, like, I mean, like I said, I've been the Saints fan for, like, 23 years, so I've been in this for a long time, but you probably one of the most optimistic Saints fans I know because <laughs> and that's saying something because, like, a lot of people I was talking to, they was like, man, you know, who that for life? But I'm, they was like... I don't think we're going to have a good season this year. Like, even if you go on my Facebook feed, like, I have, like, a bunch of friends who was like, yeah, man, like, I thought 7-9, possibly a wild card, but besides you, and I got another partner named Omar, he a Saints fan, too. He the only other person who was saying, like, you know, I see this team going 10-6, 11-5, or 12-4, and, like, making a deep playoff run. And, you know, we were, we were one missed tackle away from making the NFC Championship mm-hmm. two days ago. I can't lie, I was upset, man. <laughs> that game, man. Oh, man, I was, I was livid, man. Like, huh? like my initial Facebook post, like, after the game, like, I was saying, yeah, man, like, Marcus Williams, like, he can't get back on the team playing and come back home. But, like, after I, like, kind of calmed down and composed myself and, like, brought about the whole season and I put it in perspective, I was like, man, like, Marcus Williams probably had one of the, the best rookie seasons that, you know, in the NFL, like, had it not been for Marshawn Lattimore, like, he might be in the running for defensive rookie. He might have been in the running for defensive rookie of the year. So, you know, the dude had a phenomenal season. But he had, like, I think, I want to say he had, like, somewhere around 65 tackles, I believe, and yeah. five interceptions. Like, so, and what, you know, people people going to talk about that misinterception, but, you know, had he not, not, not misinterpreted that people talk about missed that missed tackle yeah. at the end of the game, but, had he not caught that interception, like, in the third quarter, like, that that interception kind of jump-started, like, that momentum swing. So, you know, you could make the argument that if he don't make that pick, we don't even get back in the game. So, you know, like, like I was I was pissed off when the game was over. Yeah, me too. It, it was still a good season for him, man. Like, so I, I, can't, I can't let one play take away. You know, we'll be accomplished the whole season. And you got to think, we got a lot of a young defense. So, for what do, for what they did this year, imagine what they're going to do next year. Right, right, right. Because they're going to, like, they're going to only have time to get better. And aside from them being young, like, they also have, like, a lot of, they also have a lot of injuries. Like, you had, um... You had Alex Okafor, who was on the other side of Cam Jordan. Yeah. You know, he got hurt maybe through the season. You had um, you had A.J. Klein. He got hurt. You had Kenny Vaccaro. He got hurt. So, nice. like, you, you had injuries at, at every level of the defense. And on top of that, like you just alluded to, we had some young dudes on defense. So, you know, them, them dudes going to only get better. Like Sheldon Rankins, he a second-year player. And, you know, he he going to only get better with time. And, you know, in, in the next year or two, I really see our defense being like a, a, a top 10, maybe even top five defense in the league. Yeah. 
And, and speaking of the defense, Cam Jordan again this year alone made major plays on defense. He brought the sacks and the pressure, and his word this year was destroy. How do you feel about Cam this year alone? Man, Cam Jordan, he an all pro, man. Like, he, and he, he been doing it for a while. He been, he been wreaking havoc and destroying on the defensive line for, for a few years now, but, you know, because we, really, because we didn't win too many games, a lot of people ain't take notice, but I, I feel like he finally getting his just due, you know, doing what he been doing on the defensive line. He finished with 13 sacks. I think that finished second in the NFL, man. He, he just a monster, dude. Like, he go out there, like you said, he go out there and he see, and he destroy it. Like, even in the second half of the game on Sunday, like, he, he was getting pressure on the quarterback, and he was forcing bad throws, and like, he, like, dude, just a beast. Like, he, he out there. And I like the fact that he played with the goals, like, with the gold grills, like, during the game. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And he a troll artist uh, after we beat Carolina in the playoffs. He sent Cam Newton a bottle of wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, yeah, he, he a troll master. <laughs> the dude crazy. Bro, if you, know, if you know his personality, man, dude funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does. Dude he does. funny. But, um. Uh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that because he, he went to Cal. You know, yeah. Cal, that's pretty much, that's, like, really considered, like, one of the, like, like, the Ivy League of the West Coast almost. You got to be real smart to get in that school. So, when you think of that, like, when you think of them, like, you think, like, yo, your general assumption is that a lot of those dudes are, like, nerds and stuff. But, like, like you said, like, Cam Jordan got a whole lot of personality. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of not weird, but like that's kind of like uh, that's interesting. Yeah, his dad played for the Vikings back then too. His dad was a tight end, so. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, his, his dad was a tight end, man. Oh man, so I knew they probably not really gone back and forth, but his daddy probably showed him a little bit, showed him like somewhat. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Not, right. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, I still, he's still father and son. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he felt kind of badly lost, but. Might be like a little, little rivalry thing going on at the, at the, at the dinner table or something yeah, like that. Thanksgiving or something coming up or something. Uh, it's it, just a fact, right? I'm going to just throw this out there for everybody. Now, the Saints had six guys named to the Pro Bowl. Michael Thomas, Cam Jordan, Drew Brees, Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. I say all those guys are well-deserved of it. And they all put in crazy numbers this year. So, big shout out to all them guys as well for making the Pro Bowl. Everybody can't say they did that. Well, each team can't say they right, did that. Right, right, right. I think we finished... I think we had the second most pro bowlers in the NFL in this year. So, and the thing I like about it is we have players on both sides of the ball that went. Like, we don't just have like two or three dudes on offense, or, like just two dudes on defense. Like we have, we have like offense and defense. So, and <laughs> that, that just go to show you how talented our team was. Like it's, it's not often you get you know six players on one team that go to the Pro Bowl. So. That I think I think those guys making the Pro Bowl and us going to the playoffs and having a eleven and five record like that that kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and, and also speaking again on the running back duo, Mark Ingram and Ricky Alvin Kamara, they made a lot of noise this year. Um, by they the far one of the best running back duos in NFL history. Also, both of their jerseys are in the pro the Pro Football Hall of Fame for what they did in Week Six. What are your thoughts about those um, outstanding uh, running running back duo? Man, my thoughts on those two guys, I, I think they just started something special. Like, and, and to see what they did in year one, and like to know that they're going to come back next year either hungry. Like, I, 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 I could foresee next year, this is, this is my bold prediction. 
I think next season, I think they both gonna have a thousand yards rushing, and I think, I think, I think Kamara gonna have eight hundred yards receiving, and Martino gonna have five hundred yards receiving. So that's that's my prediction. So I, I, I could I could see them both surpassing sixteen hundred yards from scrimmage next season, and I I could see I could easily see Alvin Kamara surpassing two thousand scrimmage yards in the, in the season. Mark Ingram, not so much because, you know, he, he's not really that much of a factor catching the ball on the backfield, but I could easily see Kamara like running for a thousand and receiving for a thousand yards next season. So, like, those dudes, like, doing what they did and, and, and year one together. And, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, the, the back, it was only one ball to go around and it wasn't enough to go around for both of them, but they, they proved everybody wrong. But they both had what? 1,500 scrimmage yards in the same season, like mm-hmm. that, that, that's unheard of, man. Like, is is almost indescribable. Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling trying to find it, to put words, like, yeah, I don't know what they did this season, because it was really remarkable. Yeah. And also, man, now the game on Sunday against the Vikings was the craziest game, one of the craziest games this season for the for me besides the Washington game, in which the Saints were down 17-0 and they made it all the way back. Um, it was. It came to. It came to ten seconds when Minnesota Vikings Stefan did score for the last ten seconds after Marcus Williams did make the play. Um, they could have sent the Saints to the NFC Championship and possibly the Super Bowl. Do you feel the Saints fans are too hard on Marcus Williams? I do. I do. I do feel like some of the fans were too hard on him. Like I said originally, like initially, I was one of those fans. But like, Me too. I kind of had to really. I had to like sit down and like really like kind of gather my composure because like I knew like that's not who I really that wasn't who I really was but it was just like the emotions of that moment that just kind of overtook me but this morning when I wake this morning uh, not this morning Monday morning when I woke up and I still saw fans like going hard on them I was like man like y'all y'all really doing too much like y'all y'all letting y'all let one player this man didn't make as a rookie like you know it's it's, it's I don't want to use it like as an excuse, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like he's a rookie, so like at times, rookies gonna make rookie mistakes. You know, like he was in a big moment. I, I think I think he overthought the situation. Like I think he was trying too hard to not get a pass in the families, which which speaks to his you know his 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 awareness and you know like his you know what he's thinking about. But I I just think the moment was. I don't want to sound like I'm bashing him, but I just think that particular moment was too big for him, you know, with him being a rookie. And, like, I think fans have to back off him a little bit, and I have to realize, you know, he's a rookie. Like, I, I knew that it happened in a big moment, and it cost us a shot at the NFC Championship. But, you know, like, if, if you're really a part of the Who That Nation, like, if you're a real Saints fan, like, you got to roll with us, man. Like, if, you, if you've if been a fan for 27 years like I have been, like, you didn't see, like, You'd have been through this before, like you'd have been, you'd have been through like the, the San Francisco game in 2011. Uh, you'd have been through the Seattle game in 2010 when, when Beach Mode was, was that was pretty much the the, the birth of Beach Mode. Uh, I could go back even further to 2002 when we had the River City Relay when we had that wild that wild um, lateral pass with like Deuce McAllister, Jerome Payton, John um, Dante Starwood for the touchdown against the Jaguars. And John Corner missed the extra point, so it's like if you like really a Saints fan, like this ain't really nothing new to you. Like you, you've been through this before, so 
I mean, I know it's still disappointing, but yeah. it's a part of life, man. Like when, like, like me, Bill see, like it's, it's wins and losses. Like you can't, you can't win every game. So, and you know, like I said, I was, I was kind of disappointed myself, but like they always seem like a, it's, it's a minor setback and it's something from a major comeback. So yeah. like you know, who that nation? I, I just want y'all to speak by the man. You know, support through this hard time, help them get through it because we gonna be back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the only thing that got me came to fundamentals, man. Um, that's the only thing that got me. But like I said, it's over with, so he gonna learn from that and he gonna grow off it. Yeah. Right, right, right. And like I said, like he, he, he failed to make the play, but I think in that moment, I think the coaching staff could have helped him out a lot too. Like instead of us rushing four players on that last play, I feel like we should have rushed three players and had an extra defender like guard the middle of the field. So yeah. I, I, I feel like it's, it's what I could have been done, like. From the players' perspective, and on the coaching staff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. The game was two days ago. We lost it. So at this point, we can't do nothing but move on from it. Like, learn from it, get better, and move on. Get ready for next season. Yeah, like I said, because people going overboard with it, man. It's to the fact that they were threat, threatening this man's life. Yeah, this man, this man had death threats. Like, you know, like this man, this man really put on for the city. Like, this man really played his heart out for. For, for 16 games, and he really, he really stepped up once the problem went down. And as I alluded to earlier, if he didn't make that pick in the third quarter, we probably, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't even been like what he was at that point. So it's like, come on, man, like lay off the man a little bit. Like I, I, I see a lot of people like they, they being in the that I was talking about they gonna kill a man and they gonna, they gonna mess him up and like do all this. I'm like, come on, man, like. He had, to dis- he had to disable his uh, Twitter account, but disable the comments on the. So. Yeah, on his Instagram, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. But like, um, I was on Twitter, uh, and I sent him a little message, you know, keep his head up, and you know, who that nation was still behind him, man. I-, I stand by that, man. I just want to send that man like some encouragement. I've, I've been praying for him. I'm gonna continue to pray for him, man. I, I think, I think this moment, I think it's gonna propel him to, you know, an excellent career. Like you said, the post game interview, he's never gonna let something like that happen again. And I, I think it's gonna only make the team better. And I think it's gonna only like make that 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 bond between him and some of the other dudes on the defense even even stronger. So uh, if, if I'm on the same schedule next season, I, I'd be I'd be worried. Yeah. That's that's a that's a heartbreaking way to lose. So, Ooh. crazy. I say be careful what you wish for. Yeah. So we gonna take it to the Twitter. Um, I have some of the Saint players tweets after the game. Uh, Drew Brees tweeted, "I love who that nation and I love our team. We are destined for great things." And then Michael Thomas, can't guard Mike, tweeted, "The best th- the best is yet to come." So getting early start on making it happen. Lab time. And to my teammates, I love y'all. I will do more. And that's my word. Thank you, God, for healthy season through all ups and downs. And who that nation? I free. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate y'all. To you guys, we're great. Um, Zach Spreef, it hurts today. 
Uh, it will hurt tomorrow, but moments like these build champions. Thank you to Who That Nation for your unwavering support. Your unwavering support. We could never begin to tell you what you mean to us. Uh, you are real saints. And Cam Jordan tweets, to come this far, to exceed expectations, to continue fighting to the end for it, to come down to the end. This game gives and takes be man enough uh, growth to Who That Nation. Thank you for forever being in our corner. And Saints punter Thomas Morstead tweets, I love this team. My heat, my heat aches uh, for everybody. My heart aches for everybody. Uh, I am so grateful for the for the bond this team shares. Who that? So, uh, how you feel about next season, Quinn? How I feel about next season? I, I, I'll be honest. On on Monday, I, I was like, well, I feel good. I say that. Let me start by saying that. I want to not be positive. But the, my um. I'm optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. And I, I only feel that way because I go back to the 2011 season when we lost in the playoffs, and I was saying to myself, man, you know what? We're going to come back next year. We're going we gonna to be better than, better than ever. We come back the next year, 2012 season, we go 7-9. The same thing in 2013. In 2013, we go to the playoffs. We beat Detroit in the first round. No, we beat Philly in the first round. We mm-hmm. go and beat them. In the second round, we play Seattle. We lose another close game. I come back again. Um, the 2013 season, we had a real good draft at the time. I think we had. I think we got Kenny Vaccaro there again. We got somebody else too. 2014 draft, we drafted Brandon Cooks. We had um, a few other guys. 2014 too. So I'm like, man, like this is gonna be the year. 2014. We go seven and nine again, so I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I just know how hard it is to win the NFL. So I don't want to get like too big headed, or I don't want to have my expectations like too high to be let down. But looking at it on paper, I feel like next season we gonna have like a real big year. I could, I could definitely see like eleven and five in our future, or possibly twelve and four, and a deep playoff run. And another factor that has me thinking it's gonna be a good season for us. I think, but I think I know next year the Super Bowl gonna be in Atlanta, Georgia, and I know as a Saints fan, and I know the Saints players are thinking to themselves, like nothing will be sweeter than going to your most hated rival's hometown and winning the Super Bowl title. So yeah. I think next year gonna be a real big year. All right, all right. Y'all heard from Quinn first, ladies and gentlemen. But I right, Quinn. Carver, Carver for the Super Bowl title. Yeah. Mark me down for it. Mark me down for it right now. Y'all hear it. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm with you 100% though, man. But, hey, man, that's that's all I got, Quinn, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Um, Talking Saints football. You have any shots or anything you want to tell Who That Nation? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to say, you know, it's an honor for me to be on this show. I really appreciate you having me on here. Like, this like, the first time I've been a guest on somebody else's show. But if y'all want to find me on social media, on, on Facebook, it's Quentin the Enemy, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N-B-I-E-N-E-M-Y. On Twitter, it's QBEnemy504. I do like a, I do a sports podcast of my own, and I work for Rivals.com, like the, the high school website, reporting on football and basketball and recruiting and all that, all that good stuff. And on YouTube, I, I got a YouTube channel as well, so y'all can find me on uh, YouTube.com slash um, AUGBOY05V7. 
then I do sports videos. Like I do videos about like college football, NFL football, basketball, high school football, all that kind of stuff. And I've always given my takes on like different sports topics. So y'all look me up, man. Um, and like I said, once again, I really appreciate being on your show, man. And let me, you know, you give me this platform to like talk Saints football and talk sports, man. Yeah, we de- y'all definitely see more stuff with us too in it, man, for sure. Definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. All right, y'all. That's Quinn, man. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 36, Saints Talk. Good morning. You are now tuned into TNT Sports Podcast with Terrence Vinny. Sports all day, every day. Bring it in now. Let's get it. Get it. All right, welcome back. Now I got some clips uh, of Saints head coach Sean Payton, Saints quarterback Drew Brees, and Saints rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore talking to the media after their loss against the Vikings. So let's listen in to them real quick. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 36. Good morning. Coach Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Marshawn Lattimore speaking after the game against the Vikings on Sunday. Um, so, again, I want to thank fellow Saints fan and New Orleans native Quentin, Quentin Benemy for talk, uh, talking Saints football again with me. And also check out his uh, his Locker Room Sports on YouTube as well. So definitely check that out. Just type in Locker Room Sports and check him out as well. 
And again, real quick, my social media platform is my Instagram is Mr. Underscore T Underscore ENT Underscore Sports. And my Twitter is at T Underscore ENT Sports. My Facebook page is T ENT Sports. Facebook page and my Gmail is TNT Sports at gmail.com, TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. So definitely reach out to me and let me know what you think about the podcast or have any questions. Um, you may have this pod, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play Music, as well as the Podbean app. So please subscribe and download. Uh, so I'm going to conclude the show today, this morning, uh, with the Who That Champ from Yvonne Neville, Harry Connick Jr., Trombone Shorty, and Amanda Shaw and Quentin Davis. So this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 36. Good morning. Salute. Who that until next season? Who that? Get it.